0: Hello, this is Robert. Welcome to my podcast. Sandy Ramage is a spiritual care practitioner in New Zealand, and for the past six months, she's been learning more about herself by exploring the meaning of her dreams. Once a week, she connects by phone with a Jungian analyst in Canada who also happens to be a Catholic priest. Sandy says that at first it was difficult for her to remember her dreams, and now she looks forward to going to sleep each night wondering what kinds of characters she will meet and be able to talk about next with her analyst. Sandy writes in her blog that if she'd known beforehand the depths that this kind of therapy would take her to, she would have been too frightened to embark on this journey. But that would also mean she'd be missing out on an enchanting, transformative experience. I connected with Sandy recently by Skype at her home on New Zealand's North Island, Here are some clips from our conversation about what Jungian dream analysis feels like for her and why it matters.
1: I think the thing that stands out most for me about it is that maybe for the first time in my life, I am forced to confront in a good way and take seriously my inner world, and I don't mean my only embodied inner world, but the inner world that somehow connects down through me into the inner world of other people, I guess, and also this what Jung calls the collective unconscious. Sometimes it can be very dark. Maybe realising who you are. Whilst I can always have an appreciation of the dark side of me. I think in this process the the working to try and integrate that in a wholesome kind of way. Yeah, it can be dark and frightening. But I don't I feel like my analyst has my back just always there and encouraging. So that I think that really matters. Well, originally, you know, I was pretty cautious and I said, Oh well, I could maybe do this for three months and we'll see how it goes. So my analyst every week says, so shall we do it again next week, Sandy? <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, his theory is that eventually you become your own analyst. So you appropriate the material for yourself and the skill and so on. And, um, I guess, I guess that's true. Um, I'm nowhere near that. I mean, I'm getting better at it, but I, I don't, I don't know kind of where it will go. I imagine that when I get to the end of this year, that that would be kind of interesting, you know, 52 of these. But I know that some people go on for years and years, so we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. I just think I need to keep doing it and keep my imagination alive.
0: Sandy keeps her imagination alive by exploring her dreams with a Jungian analyst. Jungian symbols in the collective unconscious connect her with memories of rich experiences in her childhood, of reading the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, for example, and as an adult they connect her with the best of progressive theology and spirituality. However, this descent into the waters of the unconscious, she says, is not for the faint-hearted. Sandy writes in her blog how there are fascinating dragons and serpents and mythical creatures that seem to dwell there along with strange houses, bizarre happenings, and random people who show up from her life. Everyone knows something about this from their own dreams, she says, but what each person makes of it will be different. Only half-jokingly, Sandy says that exploring this kind of depth and expansiveness leads her back to the beginning of time. Ultimately, she sees herself as like a grain of sand, which sounds to me reminiscent of William Blake to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. But for Sandy it has to do with acceptance, an acceptance that at this point in her life she doesn't have to do or change anything other than to be. I can just be, be who I am, and that's okay, that's enough, she says. That's the ultimate gift of any psychology, theology, or spirituality, isn't it? To feel that kind of self-acceptance, that liberty of imperfection, to feel that comfortable and grounded securely in pure being. You can read more about Sandy on her blog at spiritedcrone.co.nz. Please feel free to share your comments with me about this podcast on robertmundle.com. And I'll be back next time with a new episode of What It Feels Like and Why It Matters.